Uh, welcome to episode number 11 of Creative Ooh. Worthy Podcast. Cheers. Welcome. Well, like I was, I was saying, I've got a lot of stuff I want to cover. And this really came out of what happened yesterday, because yesterday ranks up there with one of the worst days of my life. And that's including a war. So, you know, that's like pretty bad. Um, and of course, uh, well, I'll just go ahead and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the events that happened. Um, so I had a, an eye appointment yesterday for glaucoma and to go to the VA in Palo Alto. And I know driving back last time, I could barely see because they put these real strong eye drops in. And I would either have to you know, sit around for six hours and wait, or maybe I could find somebody. So I asked Logan, would you drive me to um, Palo Alto? So I asked him last week, he said, yeah, okay, you know, no problem. So yesterday, sent him an email, just reminding him that we're gonna leave at 1230 or something. And I got this email back that basically said, okay, I mean, I can read exactly what it said, but it was, you know, the bottom, it was like, um, this is the last time I'm going to sacrifice three hours of my day to drive you to Palo Alto when you could have made an appointment here in, in Santa Cruz, but I'll do it. And then I wrote back, never mind. You know, there was, I'll go do it myself. And I started, of course, to ramp up like, you little shit, you ungrateful piece of shit. All the things I've been doing for you, all the sacrifices that I've made, and you can't take three out, you know. And I, so I wrote back, he started going a list of things that he was basically accusing of, you know, you, you're really mad because you did this and you're, you know, you didn't. And I said, well, I said, you're, I started playing the game, of course. You're arrogant. Uh, and, what I was trying to say was you're a know-it-all, but I said you're arrogant. And he said, arrogant, I'm not the one that when you go to our parties, you tell you know stories about yourself. You're always talking about yourself and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, whoa. And it just kept ramping up and ramping up. And I basically, it ended with, it ended with me going, go fuck yourself, which I'm not proud of saying that. And then, of course, I, I centered a little bit and I wrote back, okay. So um, I was just trying, I tried to explain something. It doesn't matter. So anyway, to me, I, like I, he told you he would pick you up, no problem, last week. And then today, all of a sudden, he has a problem with it. Yeah, all of, a sudden, like all of a sudden, it was a big sacrifice. Yeah. And it could have been a lot of things, you know. He um, smoked dope. I mean, who knows what it could have been. But here's, so what happened was, in my own arrogance, I drove myself fuck him you know well i went i almost had two accidents one here and then one in palo alto i went through a major red light where a transition from the freeway onto the main road and i almost oh caused God. about a 12 car pile up i mean Ooh. luckily i scoot literally it was one of these you know scooted through because i was in the red light with Jesus. all the oncoming traffic so i get there and of course i end up going to menlo park the wrong VA because there's two VAs and I left in a hub. So, you know, I could have still made an appointment, but I thought, man, this is dangerous. I, I, I can't, you know, first of all, I'm mad. 
Second of all, I can't see that well. And I'm not going to create an accident. So I canceled the appointment and I drove back. And then I had this breakthrough about the whole thing. And because I was in a, Kristen, I went and told the um, people, the apartment complex, I'm out of here. I'm leaving at the end of the month. You know, here's my, uh, I'm putting in my 30 days. And then I went back and started hunting for places to go stay. I didn't know where I'm going to go, what I'm going to do, but I am never going to ever, you know, blah, 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 blah. So the breakthrough came as I, I relaxed and there was an email that I'd sent to Kristen and it was the other day and it was about, I figured out how to use that ocular vision thing. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly Logan wrote on it, uh, good for you, dad, you did it on your own. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. He's okay. Here's an analogy of what this is like. And then I'll get back to it. It's like one time I saw this dog and the dog fell off of a, of a stair of a step and it hurt itself and it was screaming like crazy. And the dog ran inside the building. Well, I was still left with the pain. I felt the pain for the dog. Well, the dog came out tail wagging, completely forgot about it. Didn't even realize there was anything. I'm still with the pain. Yeah. yeah. And that's the way I experienced what happened. So I, I realized, I, I realized this, Logan never asked me to move here. Logan never asked me to help him with his truck. Look, cause I was going, I'm the one that's I'm sacrificing. I'm look at all I've Logan never asked me any of that stuff. I self-imposed. Oh, he also said I was stalking him. That was the thing that sent me over the fricking rails, stalking my own son, because he goes, you know, every time you see my car, you stalk me. I'm like, I'll show you stalking. I'll never, ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever go to your house again. I anyway. feel like it's pretty average for a parent to want to spend time with their kids. Though. Wouldn't you I think? Mean, yeah. I mean, stalking, Kristen, hello. Yeah. It's called, I love my son. I want to be around him. Yeah. And whatever he's got in his brain. Well, anyway, but here's the point of this. I flipped it around. Logan never asked me to be here. Logan never asked any of the, he never said, hey, why don't you move here? That was all me. I'm the one that came up with that. I'm the one that wanted to be, you know, his dad and try to help him and try to be there for him he never asked me for that he never asked me to help him with his you know i keep thinking why doesn't he ever say wow thank you whatever you're so wonderful for helping me with my income taxes instead it's like he complains about how much he's got to spend on income taxes it's just like you know i'm i'm trying to get i was trying to get a result of a uh a, a, a result that wasn't work that that from somebody that never even, he isn't even playing in the game. This is my game. You know, like if I, you know, Chris and I play this game all the time, you know, he doesn't want to play the game, but I forced it on him. So here was the insight. God, I'm finally coming to it. Um, so when I read that, you know, I read his email and I started le letting go in one, like I transformed myself in a second, in literally a second that I relaxed and I, and I went, oh my God, I realized I had a bad case of scuts. You know, you know what scuts is? No. Okay. Scuts is um, self-created, unrelenting 
tension. SCU is an acronym for. I like that. Underlying yeah, tension. And what it's caused from is I had no space inside of myself to hold anything. So every, I was getting smaller and smaller. And literally, Kristen, I was feeling trapped in sand, but I was getting smaller and smaller. I have no friends. I'm isolated. So, you know, the only person I know is Logan. I've got to go see Logan, you know, smaller and smaller. And what I, what I needed was to create inner space. And, and so I started writing out all of these things and I so also found some of them. Um, but one of them is all psychic problems are spiritual imbalances. And when we think of now back to, you know, unworthiness, it's unworthiness is it's a spiritual imbalance of something, something that we, we haven't let inside of us you know, create enough space inside of us for that journey or that art project or the writing of a book to take place. So I started writing down a list of all of these things and I found just, you know, things started popping up like I'll read you. This is from a book, it's called The War of Art. Not the art of war, but the war of art. And this, oh, is, this guy's really cool, but he writes, Grandiose fantasies are a symptom of resistance. Uh, this is there for amateurs. Professionals learn that success, like happiness, comes as a byproduct of the work. And when, when I said grandiose fantasies, I had this grandiose fantasy of I'm going to create this wonderful life with Logan, and he'll come over to my house and bring his girlfriend, and we'll have dinners, and hey, and you know. And a couple of those things have happened, but that was a great, you know, a grandiose fantasy. Well, here's the grandiose fantasy. I'm awesome. create a book that will literally transform Cambodia's half a billion dollar debt. I'll, they'll, I'll ride through the streets as people go, Larry, Larry, you helped the Cambodian people. My God, you're such a hero. Thank you. Yeah. So these are all part of this thing called the resistance. And Resistance is what keeps us from finishing the vampire book, keeps me from finishing my, my screenplay, keeps Kristen from, you know, finishing an art project or whatever it is. We, we hit up against something and we look outside of ourselves for the answers rather than inside by creating a place, a space, and just let things simmer let things you know like just percolate uh, like a seed that's gonna you know when a when when a just before a seed turns into a plant there's tremendous pressure on this seed and there's the energy from the sun and there's moisture and literally the seed explodes and a new plant is formed and my point of this is the more of these things that you can see in yourself, the more you'll start to have trust that the seed is going to create the result. You know, it's going to happen. Yeah. And rather versus me trying to force it, which created tension, which created, you know, it's probably Logan, every time he sees me, feels like I'm a stalker. And he really feels that way. You know, I, I put myself in his skin and I started thinking, oh my God, 
this is, you know, this is like, this is what I do when I can't have what I want. And I want. <laughs> Whoa, that's huge. Yeah, that's, huge, huge, huh? that's a really big revelation. That's and huge. So today, literally today, I'm creating space. I mean, I'm still probably going to move, okay? But not the, not for the reasons that I was going to move. You know, I may move, I may not, but I, I want to, I want a place where I can buy something. I want something that I can afford where I can make things pencil out, which they don't. If you move down here, me and Kristen can hang out with you. Well, that's it. I mean, I've got a great. I, I bake. All my friends are down there. Your dad is down there. I don't have to drive 8,000 miles to go see an eye doctor when, you know, he's right there. You're right you know, there's some townhouses that if well if you were willing to get a roommate there's some townhouses that my fiance's sister used to live in by the high school marina that are like they're not cheap but they're like pretty reasonable they're Mm -hmm. not like super super duper expensive yeah i'll talk let's talk about it after yeah. by the beach that sounds awesome yeah. Yeah. Well, but see what I mean? well, everything in california is technically <laughs> trickly the beach but yeah. I, your beach is cleaner I, than my beach that's for sure i wanted to relate this story because it was see i could i could still be pissed off at logan and i could create a lot of drama out of that and there's a lot of people that love the drama and they mm-hmm. get significance like i've got friends that are still fighting the vietnam war they still can't believe they didn't let us kill every person in the country so we could have oh put a God. flag on the top and yeah. said, we won the goddamn war, you know. And it's like, they can't let go of the drama. You know, these are the Vietnam the that new seed, the new plan. Yeah. There's something to say about uh, people. Everybody always thinks like, oh yeah, of course you want to be happy, but some people like, I don't know, like yeah, the drama is kind of seductive being unhappy is kind of like everybody pities you everybody's like oh, oh my god that's so terrible it's like there's that attraction to it that makes people wallow in self-pity for well, actually some people are life. happy when they're in the drama yeah, yeah. only sh- happy they're... when it rains I was just gonna say that. Song? oh my god oh. you listen to garbage I, totally was. I love you i love you guys so much. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, happy with rain. yeah, I mean, yeah. how many people happy do you know? It's complicated. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, my God, Kristen. That's <laughs> how many people do you know? You know, so many. Oh, my God. It's so proper. So proper is market that the, the whole show's drama. The whole show, everybody's having a problem. It's like, what, what show is this? So proper. Yeah. Every single one. Afraid, like, and we can't, afraid. we can't afford to do, go down that road. Not if you're going to be creative, you know. Because the whole purpose of this podcast was to come up with ideas and solutions and tools to help people, you know, find their their passion or or create their nurture their their soil so they can sprout. Yeah, nurture their soul. I mean, this is a spiritual journey too. It's not just, it's not outward, you know. And unfortunately, like I wrote uh, this friend that had sent me an email. He's a he's really a good guy. He's in he's an Australian and he lives in in Cambodia. And I said, living in California is like being in one of those apps 
that everything looks really wonderful, but people are pissed off underneath. You know, they're not, it's not so wonderful. You know, the people are walking around and they're talking to themselves. And by the way, when people are talking to themselves, that's that unrelenting tension coming out. You know, they think they're solving that problem. They don't even realize they're doing it. They're unconscious. That's the other part of this whole thing. I went from unconscious driving to conscious when I almost said, Kristen, I didn't even see the red light. I did see the 200 cars that were headed for me. And there wasn't one red light because I went through one. It was another. It was like, oh, my God, I've turned into one of those old farts that can't drive. I'm sure, you know, people were honking and waving and flipping birds. So I was glad you were okay. Huh? Holy crap, I'm so glad you're okay. Yeah. Well, it would have been perfect, but think about this. No, how I people, know. How many people have done <laughs> that? It's like just, uh, to, make, yeah. just to make him wrong. And so I don't even, okay. But Whoa. next time, yeah. next time, Larry, if you're in that position, you should Uber. Even if it's should like what? Uber. Oh, by the way, Uber yeah. now has gone up up here. You could buy a truck for what it costs. Uber now, like some guy said, it cost him to go um, one mile to his house. It was $30. He said, I can't. Yeah, no, it's great up in this area. Oh, my God. Because there's no drivers because of the pandemic. They haven't, they're on unemployment. And they haven't come back. Right? Hey. So, but but here's what I did. I talked to the woman down below that I was just going to suggest that. And she yeah. goes, oh, I would love to take you. I'll I would totally take you. I'll take you in a second. I help my mom. I do all this stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. So, so what? So the other kind of thing in this is you need to find the right player for the team. Logan wasn't the person to ask to do something for somebody else. He's not. You know, he would do it begrudgingly. Do what you want to sit and you know, whatever, you know. But some there are people that love to help other people. I love to help people. Mm -hmm. yeah. Plus, but, your neighbor would love to have you in the car for three hours to chat your ear off. I know, you know? I know, I know, I know. You don't have to see the chat. That'd be perfect. A little chat thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm so impressed. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Because my dad, he's very good about completely, if, if something happens that's really unpleasant, he's very good at like, oh, okay, I'm done then, bye. And he'll like sever every single thing. Oh yeah. Go. He'll, he'll just say, "Oh really? Okay, peace." Here's the house. And Here's the keys to the car. Go fuck yourself. I'm out. The means door. you're also the the other way. Like yeah. good things happen. You so it's not a bad thing. You're just very passionate. Well, here's the flip. Here's the flip of this. You want to be going not towards something. We all think you're supposed to be always going towards a goal. You're, what you should be going is away from the way you were. And that's what I'm doing. I'm going away from, not towards any. You know, the normal reaction is I'm going to go to Cambodia. I'm out of here. I'm going to Cambodia. Boom. But in this case, it was I want to get away from that person I was being. Now, if that means living in a townhouse on the ocean, which would be just, I'm sorry. That sounds terrible. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Barbecues. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah, and I probably should have a room, a roommate, just because it's a lot cheaper than. I mean, I buy groceries for one, and I I spend as much for myself as that 
is so peep and her entire family of six spend it's on six expensive people. over here it's terrible yeah. california is just like so i just wanted to share that little that's huge breakthrough i'm very impressed you well here's the other the other part of it um and rebecca does doesn't know this but like me severing ties i also don't didn't want I, you notice i didn't call you Kristen, or tell you about this you know because you i don't me, but it was very unclear who or what you were mad at like i couldn't tell what was happening well i didn't want see what i didn't want to do with Kristen was make put her in charge of whether or not logan pays the price you know what i mean like it's yeah. I don't want to create, pass on more drama. That's not like create animosity between the well, siblings. Well, actually, it's worse than that. It's create more stress on Kristen because she she's not my parent. She doesn't, you know, uh, she doesn't need yeah. to fix me, and she will. I mean, if you let her, if I was dying up on damage, what are they going to do now? I tell you what, they're both rapid. Damn it, I can't grow. If you were stuck in the, the Korean embassy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I am so relieved to hear that you. Wow. That's a powerful realization. Many realizations. Well, and it was also, it was also, I, I decided to take, to, you know, I, I, I went from unconscious pissed to consciousness. And that, wow. and being conscious, I went like, I got to get out of here and get back. Before it gets dark, before anybody puts eye drops in my, I can't do any of that because it doesn't work when I'm, you know, basically I'm getting older and I can't freaking see, you know. Yeah. It's Just kind, kind so of like an, this eye is legally blind, you know. Jeez. But mm -hmm. what the, what, you know, I, and I would joke about, oh, it'll be really cool to get a nice eye patch. It's not really cool because you Self lose driving your, car would be good. you lose your percept, you know. And yeah. I've got that, but it's just blurry. Do glasses help at all, or no. is it just? See, it's glaucoma. It's the destruction of the optic nerve. You can oh wear six God. glasses till the cows come home. It doesn't matter. I mean, I wear, you know, glasses, but it's the, the. the they can't repair it. So basically, yeah. it's uh, controlling it. My, the good news is my good eye is not experiencing more glaucoma it has a little tiny bit but nothing like the other eye that's good so anyway I, wow I, well next time you go you're gonna go with your neighbor buddy and make sure you're nice and safe yeah or i'll be down living in yeah by all the doctors yeah. <laughs> yeah. and the beach and the train stations and all the Oh yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, it, yeah. and it was also my dream to like move up there and have everyone I, live. I didn't want to say. You know, I didn't want to bring you into it was that. Definitely my it, initial dream. I was like, oh, you gotta move to Santa Cruz. That way, yeah. you know, holidays. It'll all be perfect. Blah, 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 blah. Everyone will be blah. happy again. It'll but, be like old times. Yeah, that's cute though. I mean, I don't feel like it's a bad dream to have because it's right. Like, who doesn't want their family all together? But it's like exactly what you said, Larry. Like, you can't really force people. No. They kind of come together. And the Our more you try it, it just kind of like. And I think with yeah. with Logan, I, you know, I'm not, I don't want to sound egotistical, but um, I think he 
he's competing with me in things and he can't you know i mean he can't compete because he hasn't done you know except surfing and things like that but you can't compete like store like my life is already played out so i've got a lot of stories excuse me and and so there's that competition i think that competition you know on one hand like you know i don't know i mean i i have no idea what he thinks or anything i know what Kristen thinks because she tells me but i have no idea what logan and i could be making it making it all up but you know it really doesn't matter now that i'm I'm, I'm seeing from his point of view. Yeah. You know? Well, just a different, different perspective is always helpful. Yeah, I'm like 73 years old. You know what? I'm expecting him to invite me on all his sailing things and surfing stuff. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have anything to do with myself if I was 30. I didn't have anything to do with my dad, you know? True. Yeah. Well, he was he, awful. Yeah, he was awful, awful but... But I didn't have anything to do with you know, I was pretty um he's at the you know, guys are different than girls. They have yeah. a different focus and it's it's mm -hmm. biological, it's not psychological, it's mm -hmm. not you know, a spiritual imbalance, it's biological. They definitely are more competitive too. They've gotta be, yeah. you know, they've gotta make By a nature. living. He even said, I want to create my own stories and my own family and my own stuff. Okay. You know yeah so anyway um this is a great book you guys should read this i i found so many little little things steve prescott is the guy that wrote this and he's done movies a screenwriter and a lot of things and he he stumbled on this thing called the resistance and he talks about it like um and he's got cool little things little stories that he'll tell uh and it's all relating to being creative like he'll talk about he said there's a myth that marines turn baby face recruits into bloodthirsty killers he says it's not that's not true what marines teach you is how to be miserable how to be the most miserable that you can be because in war war is hell and so marines pride themselves and i i know marines they're like this they pride themselves on having the worst food the worst coffee the crappiest you know chow the crappiest equipment they always get the end of the line they love misery because that's what they thought and they're they can, only happy when it rains they're only happy when it rains and these guys love fighting in miserable combat situations <laughs> you know yeah okay up again for us so people can see the the title yeah this is the book yeah, this is the book. The War of Art. The War of Art. And break it says, break through the blocks and win the inner creative battles. And Steve Prescott, he wrote Vance. Um, he wrote um, The Legend of, Be of Beggar Vance. Beggar Vance. Yeah. Um, Gates of Fire, Tides of War, The Law of... I can't read all that stuff. They can't see but there's there's just some really cool little things in here like when when you experience the resistance um let me see this one the more resistance you experience the more important your unmanifested art pro project enterprise is to you and the more gratified you will feel when it's finally when you finally do it yeah you know say another thing resist like he said writing is the writing is easy it's the sitting down to write. 
that's the resistance. Yeah. It's so easy to understand. It's like you gotta fight yourself. If I could run while I draw, that would be awesome. If I could climb or swim. That, that would yeah. be nice. <laughs> yeah. It's so boring just sitting. Yeah. Well, what does resistance feel like? Boredom, first unhappiness. It feels like hell, low grade misery. Um, bored again. Uh, uh, we can't get you can't get no satisfaction. There's guilt, but you can't put your finger on the source. We want to go back to bed. We want to get up and party. We want it. We feel unloved, unlovable. You know, unworthy. Doesn't say unworthy, but I'll throw unworthy. Yeah. And uh, we're, you know, we're phony. We have we hate our lives. We hate ourselves. This is the that's what the resistance feels like. Yeah. And that's what this whole podcast is about. This, you know, we all get a case of the scuts. You know, the other day I I was daydreaming. I was having this really cool, like I was thinking about all these cool ideas and like, I was like, oh my God, this is like awesome. This would be a really good story. I should write this down. And the second I thought that, I had a wave of anxiety. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to sit down and turn everything <laughs> off and be, quietly type this all out on a computer. Oh. And then the dream just goes away, like poof, because it's like, yeah. oh, that's yeah, why I, I like, that voice, doesn't sound fun. I like record on voice memo while I'm having those thoughts, and then I just mm. record them verbally because something about this is boring. It's so boring. Yeah, and it's like, it, it's like, it's almost embarrassing too because it's like some of the things you think of like just like raw ideas, like you're like. Ooh, I don't know if other people would like that. Or, ooh, I don't know if I should blah, 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 blah. And then all these kind of like, kind of remember to you the, your dark water story, Larry. Yeah, like all yeah. those thoughts and all those yeah. things come for you. And you're just like, oh, like, well, maybe I shouldn't today. Maybe I should think about it before I even try to sit down at a computer to write it. Because what if I'm making the wrong decision with writing this idea? And then I'd be wasting my time and then. Do you guys ever remember a cartoon? It was like a long time ago, but it was something like, like, um, Fester, like Tweety Bird and the cat, whatever, yeah. whatever those were. <laughs> and the cat, it's like the cat's going to do something and there would be like this little devil on its shoulder, yeah. you know, going, kill it, kill it, eat it, you know, and then there's another, then the little angel on the other shoulder of those cartoons. That's what's in our head. It's just like we've got this, there's like part of us, and I think it, and again, it's part of this resistance thing. There's a part of us that does not want us to take any risk at all. Do not do it. Don't do it. Get, you know, play it safe. Yeah. You, you know, be like I call that the scary, scary cat voice. Yeah. Don't cross yeah. over the line. You might don't cross the line. Or hurt yourself or don't break the rules. People don't be will laugh at you. That's the worst thing. Oh yeah. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna wait. Oh, how about this one? It has to be loved by all. Otherwise, don't write it all. You're gonna waste your life. Yeah. That's a big one. Being a writer, being what, an artist? You're gonna waste your life, Kristen. Mm -hmm. No one's ever gonna you know, blah. Working at a bank is a waste of life. <laughs> or What's even that? better what yet. Working at a bank is a waste of life. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, this is the voice. This but voice. even like worse is then if you are successful, what if you're successful for the wrong reasons, right? What if your book inspires people to do horrible things? What if it's the, the op people oh. to do the opposite of what you would ever Just want anybody to do with anything 
that you've ever read. I mean, he's, I think he's a good guy, but he writes, raps about a lot of bad stuff, and uh, a lot of people did hate him. But he also brought power into my mind when I listened to him. I felt stronger. Yeah. And I didn't really pay attention to the exact words he was using. It was his Same with Kurt Cobain. Same with Kurt Cobain. Yeah. I love his songs. Yeah, everyone loves Kurt Cobain, I think. Yeah. Um, by the way, there's a, I think it was HBO, I watched a interview with, with five major comedians, and they were all, and I mean, these, I can't, now I can't think of who, who, but like Chris Rock was one of them, and you know, that caliber, like the top, top comedians. Yeah, Jim Carrey was one of them. And they all, all of them felt unworthy. Um, phony, um, you know, just before they would go out onto a stage, they would, you know, some would throw up and some would just, you know, just you literally had to break each time because stand up comedy is about the most Ooh. hardest thing on the planet Earth. Yeah. And people right. really react to stand up comics that are bad, like in a oh bad way, God. like a whole crowd of people's going at you. And it's like, yeah. Jesus, it's just a guy, like, he's trying to make you laugh. They had, there were some stories these guys were telling that were so pathetic. It was so, um, like, you know, showing up to do, this is early on in their careers, showing up, and there was like no one in the club, you know, or one person, and they still went ahead and yeah. did the act, you know, or there would be that, or, or somebody, the would, heckler. Yeah, yeah, somebody would like throw a beer at, I mean, just all kinds of terrible mm -hmm. things, you know, that the, you know, that first of all, they're performing in a bar or you yeah. know, in a club, live, you know, live. live. Yeah. people already are drunk and they're assholes and yeah. entertain me, make me laugh. Yeah, make me laugh, clown. Yeah, clown. Yeah. Dance for me. Yeah. And you notice stand-up com comedians never stay stand-up for too long. They, you know, there's only a few of them that still keep doing it. You know, that yeah, if you can get like, into like, film comedy, yeah, quickly get into film or yeah. anything. Like get me out of the circuit. Yeah. And you know, like the bravest one has been like Seinfeld, he's, you know, he's made it and everything, right? But he goes back and still does his stand-up gigs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I wish I could, I was going to write down, the, I, I did write it down, but I don't know where it's at to tell you guys, but it it was really, you know, this um, could have been on our podcast. Yeah. Huh? It's universal unworthiness across the board. Across right? the board. If you're right? a human, if you're and gonna you're not a sociopath, you do not feel worthy all the yeah. time. It's if you're impossible. gonna be creative and or an entrepreneur or do anything that has anything that's outside the norm, you you know, hold on to your pants. Hold on to your pants, folks. Yeah, because yeah, it's gonna be a rough ride. Yeah, and, and you're the worst enemy of yourself. It's just crazy. It's yeah, and you just gotta learn to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of humanizing though to hear all those stories because like yeah. you really idolize people like that. Like you're like, oh my god, like they must just roll out of bed and then just make a song, and now they're the best next thing, and they must have no anxiety and feel confident and feel like they really made it. And it's like, no, 
Nobody feels like that. Nobody feels like that ever. Except for the super conceited people. And then they probably don't feel like that all the time either. They just say they do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. um, Somebody had said (laughs) that when Chris Rock would, before he would do a big concert, he would do a, a series of little clubs. And out of, he might get out of a, you know, a 45 minute set, he might get three lines. And, yeah. write that. and he would he would be he would just be you know super hard on himself to go to club after club after club until mm-hmm. every one of those lines worked out so when you see him it looks like my god he's just ad-libbing he's just yeah. so funny mm-hmm. he can just no that's bullshit yeah. he Practice. has worked Practice. on it he has yeah. practiced it he has tested it you know he's done the work timing the tone the body yeah. language when he said mm-hmm. everything is been done a million times. Oh, yeah. I don't know how they do it. It must be so boring. By the time you actually make it to your own comedy special, you're like, well, I know this like the back of my hand, so I'm not really entertained. But I'm gonna, yeah. I have to pretend like I am impressed by myself. So because sometimes that's part of it is like when they're like, holy shit, that was really funny, and you're like, yeah, it was. Oh, that was the other thing. They never think it's really funny during the the set. They don't think of it. It's just they're doing it. They're doing. Yeah. They don't. They don't even think, they don't get to, what, they don't get to, right. yeah. they don't get to enjoy it, any of it, which is, I thought that's kind yeah. of an insult. Sometimes, sometimes. It's kind of poetic up. though, that the, yeah. the artist or the joke maker doesn't get to enjoy the art. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, think about where, where the whole thing about joke maker comes from. You go back to the days of kings and queens, which all you have to do is go to Europe and there's still monarchies, you know, the British yeah. monarchy. They had the jester, and the jester. I learned this from John Fox. He would whisper in the king's ear, "Thou, thou art only a man." You know, the jester was there to bring this whole thing down. To you know, you're just a man. You're not the greatest thing. But you can never say that directly to a king. It'd have to be acted out or whatever. So they've always had this place in society that's really important. Mm-hmm. But, you know, unacknowledged. Important. Yeah, they were not treated like kings at all. <laughs> no, no, they were. If they uh, sucked, they would be beheaded sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Talk Dump about pressure. Messenger, you know. Well, Jim Carrey's got some movies that I've seen where it's like about him and yeah. his life, but <clears throat> it's very. Like that, he's the perfect example of what we're talking about. The darkness, um, sometimes. Yeah, the the growing up in the dark. Yeah. Past and every single day, looking in the mirror, making his face do weird things to pass the time, and like over and over and over, just keeping when at Jim, it. Keeping when Jim Carrey did that Ace Ventura movie. movie, which almost didn't oh. get made, no one was going to make it. Yeah. That was such a breakout movie because. That his comic, he made fun of everything, you know, society yeah. and taking the guy, yeah. you know, on his shoulder, you know. Everything. Oh, yeah. Everyone. No one was safe. No one was safe. <laughs> Except Not, for the animals. Yeah, the animals. <laughs> yeah. But it yeah. was just amazing, amazing. Well, when he did the Man on the Moon, Man on the Moon movie, oh, yeah. they, they made a documentary about making that movie. And even that just like gave me 
chills and I felt like, oh my God, I can totally relate to that. Well, thing. that was him playing cool. Andy Kaufman. Yeah, stepping into Andy Kaufman's like. You know, Andy Kaufman, they didn't, when he died, they didn't, they thought he was still doing a gig when he was dead. No one believed he'd really died. Oh my God. He had a very interesting sense of humor. Yeah. Does that mean you were a successful comic if nobody believed? They thought even your death was a prank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the way he was. He, yeah. They would yeah. disguise themselves. Just amazing. And the it other almost, part. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say they were all driven like they cannot not do this. You know, if they didn't. They if, would kill themselves if they had to work at a bank. Yeah. 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 What's the point of life if I can't do what I love? And or, look at Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. Out on the precipice of yeah. insanity. I mean, he did stuff that no one's ever done. What I mean, dreams like, they come? I was like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously, we grew up watching him. His is Doubtfire, yeah. Hooks. Oh, God. Yeah. I probably could recite the entire. This is Mork and, He was Mork and Mindy. There's Mork all and Mindy. Yeah. It's good and to watch. Mindy watch these documentaries about these people's lives because it will disabuse you of thinking that this is going to be a, like being a professional football player involved. Yeah. It's yes. hard. It's hard. Everybody has the same grass. It just looks nicer sometimes from far away. Once you get up close, it's, it's all, it's all grass. So there's nothing yeah. magical about their lives that um, isn't unattainable like yeah it's like that that peterson clip i sent you guys where he's like i wouldn't necessarily wish creativity upon anybody because (laughs) creative people aren't necessarily happy all the time they're just like they just need to i don't think they're hardly happy any of the time yeah (laughs) no who's really happy is like very simple-minded people that work at banks the earth kind of people the people that enjoy working at banks well, until until they find out that they've been molesting young children down the street, then you know the guy usually cracks. Oh, uh, eats yeah. his, you know, throwing every know. big teller under the bus here. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're on to you. Oh, we're on to you guys. We know. Yeah, you think you're those, that, those banks got cameras? It's all banks have cameras. That's true. That's why they have to go down the block. <laughs> Okay, on that note, we have to take a potty break because I drank way too much tea. And we're back. Welcome back. That pretty much wraps it up, I think. What were you going to say, Dad? Mm -hmm. Do you have one last thing to say? No. 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 And we're gone. That was the end of the podcast. Thank you for coming, guys. What you been? One quick thing. Today is 17 years since uh, that horrible drug I used to use. Today's 17 years. Hey, congratulations! Years sober. From, oh my God, Christian. Oh my. <laughs> you talk about a, a difficult period in both of our lives. In 17 years. Yeah. You 17 should celebrate. Years you should have cake or something tonight. Yeah, okay. I'm going to have a cake balloon, Kristen, yeah. to you. Yeah, everyone have a little something sweet tonight. Yeah, and I sent I sent Rebecca a prize. Oh, yeah? What, what'd you yeah. get? I got 
Actually, I think it's help her with this vampire, a unicorn vampire book. No, I mean, it's not, there's no such thing, but, but I got this book on unicorns and I thought, you know, she could use it. For research, that's perfect. Everything you wanted to know about unicorns, I'm afraid to ask. It's backwards, the text. How was your text the right way? What the heck? Yeah, no, it's right. It came out the right way for us. Just for you, it looks backwards. We yeah. saw it correct. Really? Yeah. It's that's, science. That's bizarre. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, what I was going to do was I wanted to find out. I had this idea about in my stealing Mao that maybe I would put a unicorn in. It's like, oh my god, I'm reaching. You know, you don't need to have unicorns with the check. But but I found out that. Genghis Kong actually stopped in Nepal and they said because they saw he came across a unicorn. You know, yeah. There wow. unicorns really were around back, you know, there's there's even mention of them in the Bible. They were real. You, you read this book and you go like, oh my God. And I'm not talking about rhinoceros because they know the difference between a, a rhino, but a rhino is like a unicorn. You know, except this was a horse with hoofs and and uh, they, they were lived in Nepal. They lived in a lot of different places, but yes. Isn't that cool? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Oh my god. So I'm actually really excited to Yeah. So I just thought it would be a good reference for your also look at the cover, it's so pretty. Really pretty. Also, thank you. I, I felt like I didn't thank you enough over tights because it's like, what can you do? Smiley face, no. thumbs up. No, look at all yeah. this stuff that you do to, you know, help put this on. So it's a lot of energy and work. And yeah. yeah. I still haven't edited the last one. I feel bad. Don't feel bad. I, I, no. You told me to edit out that clip in the end, but I don't exactly know where it is. So I'm like, I'm going to oh. have to sit through that whole hour. Oh, no. I haven't had exactly. Send it to me. Uh -huh. No, uh, I'll do it. I'll do it. I gotta try to be uh manage my time more appropriately. I can at least figure out how to cut around that part. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have a program that I use that can cut it out. It's just I have to find the clip. It wasn't so. you were crazy. You were just talking about mm -hmm. like yeah. what's happening in the world. Yeah, it probably was okay. I wouldn't even worry about it. Just leave it in. I yeah, leave it in. Don't create more work. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind either way if you want me to. Because if you cut it at the wrong place, then then it really won't make any sense. You know, so I said just leave it in. Hey, Kristen, yeah. by the way, you know, my, my whole thing about creating this inner space also has a lot to do with cleaning out your house. And I thought you'd like that. You know how we're always rearranging everything and trying to throw yeah. stuff out? It's this creating space is a huge psychological deal. You know, her and I are guilty of this. We, my place is never the same in any one week. Neither is mine. <laughs> um, I've actually started to do that. I, I don't know if you noticed, but there's a banjo there now. Look at oh. that. I rearranged a bunch of stuff in the room so I could. Banjo uh, is badass. Cool. That is a cool instrument. For my fiance's instrument oh really it looks cool there yeah i don't know how it does. he really enjoys it though he said acts all cute and plays 
I don't have a bunch of. I technically have a box behind me, but like my bed was just made, just Ooh. made, and then I laid down on it, so now it looks bad. Like but I just rearranged my whole room. Mm-hmm. And cool. It feels thing. renewing. Feels yeah, renewing. it is renewing. That's the point. Feng shui. It's it's one of the things that you can have control over, and we do not have control over our lives. We think we do. We you know, but but as John Fox would always say, you know, the asteroid is headed this way as we speak. <laughs> or the comet, you know, the one that I I I just read where in 2013 some some big meteor just missed the earth by like 12 million miles, which is which, which is close. It's you know, pretty close. Close. Not 12 million light years or 12 light 12 million miles, which is it's a million miles to you know, to the moon and back, 12 million miles is nothing. So we, we dodged a bullet and it, it was literally this great big uh, icy comet that it, we didn't even see it till it got here, got in our solar system. What would it have even done if we saw it in time before it crashed into us? It wouldn't matter if we yeah. saw it, what are we gonna do? Yeah. Go away, comet, I don't like comet, you. Anymore. That's really mean, don't hit our planet. <laughs> don't hit our planet. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it missed us, and I'm also glad it yeah. missed the Yeah, yeah. See, I've always wondered if you go out and you look at any night, you know, get a telescope and look at the moon. It's been splattered. How come the Earth isn't like that? See, I mean, the moon has been splattered. Probably you know, because we have plants and water and things. It just you no, can't notice it with all the vegetation. No, 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 no. No, we, you notice it. Like you notice where the last big thing hit that wiped out the dinosaurs. There's, there's all kinds of. We, we've been hit craters. a few times. Big craters. Isn't the Gulf of something with the big, the extinction crater was filled with water. Now it's like, but it's like a perfectly round, yeah, uh, bay or something. Yeah. Well, and it, the moon is also probably where all the extraterrestrials come and land to check out what we're doing over here right yeah and by the way they're now even the government is starting to investigate their you know the the mysterious flights that the pilots have been noticing yeah so Um, it's not so crazy you know also you just reminded me last week holy crap i was sitting out by my bonfire uh fire pit and with some my neighbors and all of a sudden four floating orbs of white with blue tint to it started floating up from the trees and then they started hovering over us and then the three of them took off that way and one of them stayed around and then one of the three came back for that one <laughs> made sure it followed them and then they just rose up into the sky and until we couldn't see them anymore. Mm. Uh, really? hell with that and I filmed it and posted it. What? On posted? Uh, Facebook, yeah. My camera in the, the view, it looks much farther away than where they were. It was like they were like a mile from, like half a mile over our heads. They rose up, hung out, checked stuff out. If, you, if you're friends with me on Facebook, you should scroll through my profile to see the video. Because I was like, okay. what the heck was that? That's oh my funny. god, I'm glad you recorded it because like spiritual experience. Yeah. It's happening. It's happening. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Or or uh B 
speed me up, Scott, just for like a little tour. Send me back down with some cool tools. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, that's kind of creepy though. I hope they. I uh, know. Do we hope they come back or do we like? It's crazy because it's not like a drone, and it was almost like they were manned balloons, like glowing white and blue balloons that had something inside them. Yeah. Making it work. Anyway, check it out. It's on my Facebook. I will. I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, I don't have a Facebook, but I'll, I'll imagine it. You painted a good picture. Oh, I can send you the video. Oh, yes. Please. Okay, guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head. All right, on that note. Uh, let's go I'll, get dinner. Thank you, everyone. Peace Bye. out. Have a great rest of your day. Great job. Huge progress, Dad. That's amazing. Can't I know. Pretty cool, huh? You're excused. Because you're always late over waiting. Totally rude, honey.